Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, we just give you praise and thanks. Oh, Lord, thank you for what you have already released on us this morning through those that have ministered from this pulpit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for your presence, oh, Lord. We submit ourselves to you. And that which you want to communicate to your people, go ahead, Holy Spirit. Do it through me. Open their hearts. Open my heart. Let your kingdom come, O Lord, and let your perfect will be done. Father, we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, uh, um, you may be seated. Precious people of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think uh, Pastor Kim stole my message already, you know. I don't uh, share my message like that the Lord gives me like even Tayshawn wants the scriptures I refuse to give them to him until the morning so I don't give her my topic at all I just want it to be like you know from the Lord amen but the Holy Spirit gave it to her just now the Spirit of God gave it to her when she said heart that there is my message that's all the message I have this morning heart and if there is a reason why God has placed us here let me tell you something it's not the the initial component it was not this no I really didn't care much about that anyways because I wasn't reading it there is something that God gave us and it's a love it's his love you know the Pharisees they never had the heart, but they had the word. And where are they now? Doesn't matter how much scripture you know. It doesn't matter how much scripture you memorize. Without love factor, you ain't going nowhere. Not, not for the Lord Jesus Christ. So I thank God that he gave us the heart. And that's why we're here. We want to talk this morning. Listen, I... Every lesson that I bring here, I don't go and go into scripture. I pray and I ask God to give me a message. What is, what is it that you want to deliver? What is it that you want to release? What is it that you want us to understand? That's what we do every week for every message, every ministration. No agenda. And the Holy Spirit gives us something every single time this morning we want to talk a little bit this is very necessary guys that we understand a few things every ministry represents a different component of God yes we embody all of scripture but we are sent to do specific works that's why we have even the fivefold ministry so the work of the pastor is a little bit different from the work of the evangelist. That does not mean that the evangelist ignores what the pastor does or vice versa. But there are specialists. The same word, but their function is different. And when it comes on to different expressions of God, we cannot just mechanically grasp it from scripture and go it's the spirit of god that will give you the technology that god wants to how the lord wants to do it it's the spirit of god that will give that to you if you go here and do that just take the word like that i mean think about me you know i'm very 
rogue and rough at times. And yet still the people still come back for me to pray and speak to them. Why? Because I'm big on the word of God. This is not to negate the word of God, you know. Because I hate sin. Okay? But when someone is, um, you know, doing something contrary to the word of God, I got to be careful how I minister to that person. I just don't want to take the word of God and knock them over the head. The love component. The reason why people will listen to me more than anything else is the love factor. Not because of the, the, the scripture verses. Those are after. Okay? Because they don't care about that. But if they know that you have the heart of God, they will even take the upsetting things that you're um, speaking to them. And they will be upset for a little bit. And God will minister to them. And we will come into spiritual agreement. And they will be willing to even transition into God's will. But you know, this work here that we have been called, we, are being, we have been prepared, and you, you, also you guys, to do what we have been called down here to do in London and beyond. But it's a peculiar work that not everyone will understand. A peculiar work. Because we are sent to a people that have been broken and have been hurt. That have been wounded. Some of them even from children. And you speaking the word of God to them is, is absolutely a joke. Until they get you. And they see, until they see the heart component of it, don't go and release the word of God over them. They will not listen to you nor me. Because they have been brutalized. That is why the Lord has so many different healing anointings in his church. To take care of the trauma. The experiences of children that have been abused. All of those things. Yes, they will come into listening to the word of God. Opening up to the word of God. But all of those factors having to do with healing, deliverance, and the mutilation of human beings that has happened prior to them coming to the Lord, those, those things have to be dealt with. If we take a religious sense and Bible quoting and go to them and just knock them over the head, it, it will not work. And I knew this before I came. I knew this before I came. I knew that we are going to get down into the dirt. I knew that we are going to be praying with individuals for years. Okay? And there will be very little change at times. And guess what? We are not going to give up on them. Because that's who my Lord is. He doesn't give up on people. That's what we bring. Along with that, we will bring scripture. But if, it, if it's scripture alone, you can, you can say goodbye to this particular word. It will not work. And I knew this in advance. And I know also the fights that we will have down here. And as we go through years of ministry, I am already prepared by God. And I hope you, all, you guys are already prepared for this. For war. And I hope nothing that any man brings to the table ever surprises you also. I hope you relive it before you fight it. Because if you step up in front of your enemy, adversaries, and you're not prepared, you're dead. So prepare before you come. And that's how God prepares people. Let me, guys, we are doing this. We are doing this and every single thing that God who made the heaven and the earth has spoken over this ministry. It's going to drop down here like a bomb. And, he's, and the Lord keeps on confirming this. The same God that initiated this keeps on confirming it 
over and over and over through anybody that he catches to speak it in our ear. Why? Because of the heart component. Listen, this city that we're living in here now, you're not walls in here and just breeding revival like that. No. You have to sacrifice. You have to sow. You, people have to see your labor. They have to see your heart. They have to see your commitment. They have to see your love. Or your voice will not resonate in their ear. This is not religion. So we are going to do one thing this morning. And I'm telling you, God is telling me this. The God who made the heaven and the earth. It's on his account that I speak. And I'm telling you, what we're laying out here. Yes, God has, I play a particular role in this. And you guys play a particular role in this. And I am absolutely willing that we can coexist. And every individual that God has brought here to accomplish something, accomplishes that thing. Right? But when it comes on to the factors of agreement and unity, we will not allow it to be sabotaged. God will not allow this move to be sabotaged by me. He will move me like a fly. He will rid me fast. And he has already spoken this to me. And I know that. But then, in this particular role that I have, as the pastors of this house, there, are, there is understanding that we have about this move here, that not a man that breathed breath on the planet will ever, that not a man that breathed breath on the planet will ever no, period. And the same thing will happen for your ministry and your household and your family. Unless you, that there, you're the policeman there. God placed you there. That is your arena. That is your station. And God cannot usurp his own authority. So anybody that comes here that really wants an understanding of what's actually happening here, they have to get it here in this kingdom. Or else a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. You must understand these foundational things. No, if you're just a Bible reading individual, this level of heart revelation, you don't understand it. If you're only in the intellect, when you think there, this is revelation that comes from the Spirit of God. This is understanding on how to walk out your ministry in detail way. This, the Spirit of God will speak to you constantly, constantly and show you. So when, if we're going to have a move here and God is bringing others, we have to sink. And that's why this morning, really quick, we're going to deal with the spirit of, the legal, of legalism. Love trumps legalism. Love trumps legalism. If you have love in your heart, I tell you this, you might be doing the wrong things. You might even be doing things that are contrary to scripture for a, a period. And God, what, you know what he will do? Gently correct you. Did he do that to the Pharisees? It was warfare with the Pharisees. But yet still, the people that were adulteresses, huh? robbers and thieves, he forgave them, he healed them. God will correct the errors that you have, even when it comes on to his word, if it's the love factor. We are here in this ministry because of love. That is our calling card. Yes, 
God is going to nourish us more and more into his word. And as soon as he shows us those truths, we're saying change. But without love, there's no change coming. Let's go to the, how do you embody this now? How do you embody this? Let's go to the scriptures for that. Galatians 2, 20 to 21. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. The, the, the teachings that the Lord has been having us meditate on, is that this might happen that we might come into the fullness of embodying the spirit life inside of us that we might get rid of the idea that somehow by works by works we can earn a position with God we can earn righteousness we have to give up that idea we can't earn nothing. Are works necessary? Absolutely. But it is inspired works. It's God that gives you the grace through faith to do these works. Even though I quit all of my profession and everything and I'm doing this, I'm under no illusion, okay, that I'm doing anything. No illusion. With all of my dedication and my life committed to this every minute of every day, okay, I am under no illusion that I bring anything to the table. I bring nothing to the table. Even though I speak so robustly, you know, and even though I come across so strong, I am doing nothing. God is the one that's doing it. That is, my, that is the position of my heart. But I will project a tone. Huh! In this position that God has um, placed me in, that seems as if it's coming from me. But in the, in the heart, it has to go back to God. Or else that is pride on my behalf. And God will not be too pleased with that. You know, you guys are watching your walk with the Lord. I am watching my walk with the Lord. But the areas where you hear me say, I will put my neck on a block. Those are the things that I am truly convinced of. Romans uh, 9. And verses uh, 31, 32. But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. Why? Because they did not seek it by faith, but as it were, by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone. By the works of the law. We did a, a message few weeks ago that I'm sure some people would not be pleased with it except the Spirit of God gave it to me and I preach it. And it's called, Go While You Are Growing. Well, let me tell you something. That's all I've been doing. The fact that you're here now is because the minute that I made that dedication to the Lord, my mouth went wild. 
and I have not stopped things but since then. And let me tell you something. Tons of miracles have happened and people have come to the kingdom. And let me tell you, what did I know? I, let me tell you something. There was, I did not even read one book in the Bible completely except different scriptures. And yet still, when, once that activation comes and I go, I'm in, well, I'm going to tell the whole world. And I've not stopped since then. And let me tell you something. The only thing that God has done is put fire inside of me. Keep on going, my son. Fire, fire. That's it. I'm not saying that you go and take on that which you have not been called to do. There are some things, like on the evangelistic field, that if you're not, if you claim that you're in, the, in God's house, no, and you're not in the evangelistic field, hello, I don't know what you're doing. You, let me tell you something. Right now you have a big demon, religious spirit, sitting on top of your brain and influencing your mind. If you're not winning the loss. And if, if, if somehow you think you have captured love, and you're not winning the loss and advancing the kingdom of God. Hello. Then you have a bigger spirit on top of that one sitting and influencing your mind. Somebody has imparted you with their soul along with the word of God. Do you know you can get an impartation of the soul? Careful who lay hands on you. Careful who minister to you. Because these, these religious spirits, oh God Almighty, they will tighten your loins. They restrict your movement. Ha! Ha! They will hold back your voice. From proclaiming the message of the grace of God. And let me tell you something. We already make up our mind. You have to come very heavy to stop us. That means you have to overcome God. It's that type of mindset that we bring down here. That we're coming down here in the name of Jesus Christ. Hello. Because the people down here and in um, all of Canada are going to hell. And the legalism mentality is saying don't do nothing about it. We're saved. And we're saying and which Lord died for you? And which one do you pray for? It's certainly not the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't pray to him. I'm telling you. And guess what? And God is backing us up on that too. Because somebody has to go and win the lost. Somebody has to go and win the lost. Somebody has to take out the great commission. So the legalistic mentality, let me tell you something. It's a killer of revivals. It's a killer of the move of God. Because they're looking for everything to be made right. If you, pre, if you pray in tongues, oh God, God forbid. Oh, you don't have the revelation on how to make, have the tongue exchange and come before that religious spirit. Oh, oh, they would want to cut your head off. But they wouldn't cheer. Because somebody got healed there. And let me tell you, Jesus did this with a, he was just constantly destroying that mentality so we got to get this right in this ministry we have to get it right in this ministry or else we're not moving forward we're not going nowhere i'm telling you that we will cut everything okay that will not cause this move of god to move on i'm telling you that we will cut. guys i hope you know i'm dead serious about this eh? no religious mentality in here and this is the fierceness of god that i'm bringing to you now we're not dropping the button. Let's go to the book of Luke. If you're going to have, if we're going to come, if you're going to go into a dark place, a dark place, a place of sin, a, a place that is broken, a, play, a place where people are suffering, oh God Almighty, what do you take there? What do you go and, and bring to those people? You bring love. You serve them. You help them. And then they fail, you lift them up. 
over and over and over again. You speak words of encouragement. You prophesy over them. And they hurt you. And they speak bad about you. And you forgive them and help them again. I wonder if anybody preached a message of the cross to some of us here. Nobody. It's not by works. It's not by works. This particular ministry that we have been called to, we have been prepared for it. Guys, that's why people can fail and fail and fail and fail. And it's like nothing to me. Like nothing. I observe how my father works. I observe him. I go, oh my God. Under the old man, I walk away from that. Under the new man, all I can hear is go again and help them up. And I go again and help them up. I don't care how much time they fall. This is the heart of God. This is why we are here. And we are very serious about the word of God. And with that love, we are reminding them of hell. We are reminding them of the dangers. Okay? We are encouraging them to come into obedience. But we are doing this from a position of love. We must capture this here. You see, I'm saying that there are a few things that we must learn that not only would we call revival to come, but we will call revival call revi cause it to stay. These are the factors. Ignore these. Probably it will not come. And then if it does, the Spirit of God will not dwell in that place. He will leave. We're drawing those lines very clearly. I am open for every rebuke. Many times I'm around a prophet, including our sister, Marianne, was speaking as we were praying here earlier in the week. And then the Lord was, she's a person that I recently met by the grace of God. The Lord connected us. And she's speaking the word of God. And then I'm like, and here come the rebuke. And here come the rebuke. And here come the correction. I'm saying, I'm sure I messed up something that God is going to have this lady that I don't know before speak over me. Right? Because I'm open to that. I'm open to being corrected and adjusted by the Lord. She didn't do that. She never said anything like that. And this is a woman that has the heart of God. And I know it. Let's go to the book of uh, Luke. Luke 11. Let's take a look at what really if anything really irk our Lord. Anything that really got him fired up. What is it that just, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ, as he traversed the earth and preached the word, what is it that was said to him? What is it that happened that really irked him? It, Luke eleven thirty seven, 37. And as he spoke, as certain Pharisees ask him to dine with him. Listen, I hope you know the Lord already knows who he's talking to and who is inviting him to his house. And he knows the conversation. God Almighty, the people don't even know that many times. They do not even know that you already know. So he went in and sat down to eat. When the Pharisees saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. Then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees make the outside of the cup and dish clean. Hello. He couldn't wait for the man to stimulate these words to come from him. Ha! They were programmed by the Spirit of God. Now you Pharisees make the outside of the cup and dish clean, but your inward part is full of greed and wickedness. 
foolish ones. Did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But rather give alms of such things as you have. Then indeed, indeed all things are clean unto you. Yes. The Pharisees were diligent in studying the word. They were diligent with Moses' law. But they had no love factor. No love factor. And that's what the Lord was looking for. But woe to you, Pharisees, verses 42, for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs. They took all of the most precious herbs, ointments, and all of those type of things. And it meant nothing to God. And passed by justice and the love of God. And pass by justice and the love of God. And if you say that you have the love of God, it's not because you say that you have the love of God means you have the love of God. No. If you say, if you say that you love God, there must be an expression of love, of that love to others. That's how Jesus expressed God. Hello? By healing the sick, raising the dead, opening blind eyes, and taking leprosy off of the skin of the people that were being in that state. That there is the expression of God why we say Jesus really is love. But if he came and demonstrated something else and spoke a word, that testimony we would not give to him. If you say that you love God, you cannot help but move in his body, move in his church and do everything that you can possible by his grace to reach the lost, to serve your brothers and your sisters, to serve your community, to go out and take a chance and say, do you know Jesus? If you're not doing that, your love for God is questionable. It's a selfish love. It's for a sake. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Woe to you Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogue and greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like graves which are not seen and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. Oh my God, no. It's your Lord that's speaking like this, Jesus Christ himself. Man, if I was a Pharisee, ha! And I heard those words, I'd get really low. Oh, forgive me, Lord. Oh, please, forgive me. I find myself among that bunch. Be willing to hear God's word and change. Don't just listen. No! Oh! For you are like graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. Then one of the lawyers answered and said to him, teacher by saying these things you reproach us oh you know i just love the I, let me tell you something is this part of jesus that i enjoy i said oh my god you know because i like to i have listen i have been in a number of churches okay and i don't see the expression of god you're you're looking at a guy <laughs> hello that i've been policing around the toronto area for years hello there's a lot of frustration here oh it's just not bubbling over in enough hunger because I don't want the Lord to, to, to uh, touch me in the wrong way. Hello? But I've been in many churches and I'm very observant. Hello? And I just say, there is no fire here. There's no hunger here. There's no thirst here. And I usually plug out and go back into my house. Discouraged. 
I've been around these circles along with a youth of going to church religiously twice per week in Toronto region here 20 years huh, of frustration because I don't see that love factor I just see people come up have a good time hear a message and go home and I'm thinking if I ever had anything to do with it I'd go in there and break the whole thing no kidding and God is saying calm down calm down I show you right I would just plug out of the church. God is saying, let me teach you the right way. Let me, let me show you fruits of the spirit like patience and self-control. And he's incorporating those things there. Huh! Let's keep going with the word, guys. I'm telling you. Then one of the lawyers answered and said to him, Teacher, by saying these things, you reproach us. Hello, Annie my lord my king and my god he, the fire was on him that morning ha! and he said woe to you lawyers for you load men with burdens hard to bear and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers woe to you for you build the tombs of the prophets oh my father they build the tombs of dead men ha! oh men that were that preceded them in life how, the, how did they do that the spirit on them Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets, and your fathers kill them. Ha! In fact, you bear witness that you approve the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed kill them, and you build their tombs. Therefore, the wisdom of God also said, I will send the prophets and apostles, and some of them they will kill and prosecute. That the blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zachariah who perished between the altar and the temple talking about Samson here yes I say to you it shall be required of this generation woe to you lawyers for you have taken away the key of knowledge that's what the religious and legalistic mentality does you know it has taken away the key of knowledge you did not enter in yourselves and those who were entered in you hindered them listen the legalistic mentality is not sin they're militant about the ten commandments but let me tell you something there is an expansion of that in our time here and if you're not keen and if you're not discerning and if you're not, and the spirit of god is not opening up your eyes they will let me tell you something they will stand at the door and block souls from coming in like this and they will say everything right and seemingly do everything right except the love is not there they're not giving up themselves no they wouldn't give up a fingernail they're scripted they're controlled they are not going to be the one to breathe revival Let's go now to the book of Micah. Some of us have not gone through the Bible fully as yet. Hello. But God is already using us. Some of us are not totally healed. Some of us are not totally delivered. Hello. But we're still praying for those who are hurting. We're still 
having a love of God, even through our own growth and transformation, even through our own sicknesses, we can preach. The love component has to be there. Micah 6 and verses 6. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams? Or will the Lord be pleased with the memory bank of Bible scriptures? 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for the, my transgression? The fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? Verses 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly. This is it, guys. To love mercy. To love mercy. And to walk humbly before thy God. Love. If the heart of God doesn't burn inside of you for, for the lost, for the hurting, and for the broken, your Bible scriptures, your meticulousness in regards to the Bible is of no significance. And people will not hear you either. That's why we occupy this spot. That's why we are the pastors here. Yes, the revelation and the, and the Bible, we're big on it. The love component. I was looking for something to sell out my life to. And I found it in Christ. Let's now go to the book of Ezekiel. It's the Spirit of God inside of us. The Spirit of God inside of us that makes everything work. The Holy Spirit. And listen, as we read this scripture here now, I hope you know, we are living in a modern day pit in a spiritual sense of dead bones. People who are lost spiritually. What will it take that they will be saved. What will it take? It's going to take a love so big that will pay the price. It's going to take a man and a woman and a group of people totally being ministered through by the, by the Spirit of God for us to cause the people around us to be saved. If we go with the Bible, if we go with a critical spirit. If we are like, I borrowed um, Dana's glasses so I can show you all the Pharisees, look guys. And look at the Pharisees now. They don't put on the glasses like, oh my. Dana, come up, let me pray for you after. The Pharisees, they don't, they don't wear the glasses like up here, you know. Look at them now. And what is the reason for the glasses? Because it's down here, look. They're looking through here. When you preach, they go like that. They don't know I see everything from up here. 
My Father in heaven. Dana, oh, there's an anointing for your eyes. It's like binoculars. This can't help a guy with 20-20 vision. I'm not going to read it from you like that, guys. Like this. I don't want that spirit on me. Hello? We are going to truly embody looseness in this. While we absolutely walk in obedience, while we stand on the word of God, while we have the fear of the Lord, okay? We are going to walk in, a liber in liberty. Hello? Yeah. No man that breathed breath ain't taking away my, my... I do my homework before I come. No man, no, no, no body that preached the word of God on the earth, dead or alive now, can't talk to me about that. There are some things that you must get from God only. Take man out of the way. There are some levels that you must remove any man out of the way and say, God, this is your word. That's kind of how I move. I know when, when people are, bringing, are speaking the word of God over me. There are times when I will, I will get out of my way. Verses 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. We're talking about the city of London and the country of Canada now, spiritually speaking. Dead. Your neighbors are going to hell on both sides. Hello? You'd have to go about the 10th house down the, um, the road before you find a Christian on either side. I'm just letting you know the numbers. It's bad. So every time you see the hearse turns up and take a body, good chance, that soul just went to hell. And let me ask you something. What are you doing about it? And if you, if you say nothing, I don't know which God you met. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh Lord God, you know it was so bad. He'll know by no human effort. So he go back to God and say, only you know. Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh dry bone, hear the word of the Lord. Let me ask you something. Have you ever heard a legalistic person prophesy? A religious person. Have you ever gone in the Jehovah's Witnesses churches or the Baptist churches and hear someone go and call that thing that is dead in the name of Jesus Christ to come alive? They don't do it. So when you drive around, I want you to know that the churches that are around here, it's only a few of them are really spirit-filled. And they ain't going to get the job done. And if we come here and replicate them, we ain't getting the job done. So I'm dealing with those issues now because we are getting the job done. <laughs> Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hear, not my words, but the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are, gonna, we are speaking over the city. It's dead. It's dry. The people seem as if they don't want to hear the things of God. Hello. But because we have faith in God. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Surely the Lord is saying to the city of London. I will cause the spirit of God to activate you in me. 
That's why we're here. It takes spirit-filled people to do this. It takes people of love, of passion for God to do this. It's not your meticulous Bible study. No. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. This is the spirit work that God wants to do in the people that are on the outside in this day and age. If his body will get up and go and do the work. And stop arguing about tongues 24 sevens. Listen, there are people in here that were part of a ministry where, listen, the way that they spoke in tongues is a little bit different from mine. But I look at them and say, do you want to win the loss? Right? We... I mean, some people don't never talk in tongue and they're still going to heaven. If someone is talking about sin and the, um, the main areas, listen, we're not coming into any agreement and we might not work together. I agree with that. Hello? But there are some areas that our understanding are different. And, they, and if those are not the areas having to do with your salvation and really taking the word of God and, you know, dropping the level of the standard of the word of God, we can... We can coexist with some of those differences we can move on and we can accomplish God's will so let's not come in here and argue about that every day and that's what the devil wants us to do and we are saying absolutely not no in the meantime also if we're moving in this unity now and truly it's only one understanding is in regards to that particular area and we are spirit people do you think the Lord will not correct us and bring us into unison the Lord will even bring the revelation to the other person. Hello? But many times, you know what we do? We separate because of the tongue factor. I say, I can't walk with, I can't do it. worship with these people. We can't coexist. We can't walk in unity. And we leave the work of the Lord and leave the lost people. No love. The Pharisaic spirit outdid the Holy Spirit. And we went back to our home feeling good that we stood under the word of God. Verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Oh, God Almighty, what will God do with a church that is spirit-filled, spirit-filled, that is abounding in the love of God and can't wait to express this love like our Lord did and not allow religious spirits to separate us verses 9 also he said to me prophesy to the breath prophesy son of man and say to the breath thus says the Lord God come from the four winds O breath and breathe on these slain that they might live in other words, it is the power of God that is going to move over the city. It has nothing to do with our mind, our, unless your mind is renewed. This is all the work of God in totality. It's Jesus and only Jesus. He wants us to mature and embody him. We will stop people from going to hell. This is why we're here. That is where I keep my focus and my attention. And let me tell you, 
the way that the Holy Spirit does things, it's different from our own understanding. I come here and I release every week what the Lord asks me to release. A religious mind will have something else that he wants to release. He thinks he has a, a better idea than God. Because God has taught him to do, do things in his closet a particular way. The only thing with that is that he does not have the understanding of what God is actually doing here. Yeah, there are folks here that they can potentially have all of the ABCs on laying the foundation out better than us. But God don't need you here. Not in, this, not in this pastoral role, no. The intangibles that he has placed inside of us, that's, what he's, he's, that's why he placed us here. The intangibles. It's more than just that. Stop reading your Bible like this. I'm being critical of your mate. When you're looking at the neighbor, That's not saving anybody, guys. You're, it's not saving anybody. It's not helping the kingdom of God. It's madness. We're getting to the end. Verses 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them. And they lived and stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great army. That is what spirit people, we see through spiritual eyes. We see possibilities. When we look at the lost in London, we see the children of God. Yes, it seems as if they don't have an ear to hear. It seems as if they're spiritually dead. But God is saying, prophesy over them. Speak. Because he knows. We have, to, we have to get become those spiritual people. We have to see the possibilities by having the mind of Christ and letting the Spirit of God empower us to see and to speak and to believe. Verses 11, then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. These bones are the whole house of Canada. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, spiritually speaking. And we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves. If we really become the children of God, that, that is what will happen. This is what we want to perfect in a congregation here. And bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves... O oh, my people, and brought you up from the graves. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live. God wants to put his spirit in the people that we think they are done. His love for them burns like fire. And I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Looking at the how things are in the natural. It doesn't, it, there is no hope. There is no hope. There is no chance that anything will change in a major way in the city of London and in Canada on a spiritual level if we measure it by the mind. But if we allow the Spirit of God to impregnate us and we begin to see 
through those eyes and get rid of the legalistic mentality. We will see them come. The power of God will come. I made it quick by the grace of God this morning. Guys, this is a quick, the one thing the Lord told myself and, and Pastor Kim, I do a quick work in you. I prepare you quickly. We want to do this quick. And the increase is coming. And the power of God is coming. And it's going to be chaotic. And if you're legalistic, you will not understand it. No. If you're legalistic, you, you will understand. When you see how it's going to look in a church, oh God, it's messy. It's going to be messy. At times, it will be a place that you will go, is this the house of God? It will be wild. And in the middle of that battle, and in the middle of that chaos, and in the middle of that place, that seems as if no God is in there, there I will be in the middle of it. Because that's what Jesus did. It's chaos he came down to. The Pharisees were destroying the people. God can give us the understanding of what we need to do. Amen? People of God, it's a serious work that we have been called to do. It's a serious work that we have been called to do. Now, I don't doubt you if God tells me that, like for example, the Lord was having Pastor Kim speak over Sharon. I don't doubt her calling in that capacity there. Hello? We had seen this before. That is not between me and her. That is between her and God. I don't touch that. I will pray for her. I will encourage her concerning what the Lord is going to do in her life. But, and that goes for every individual here that God has called and commissioned to do something. And he's going to give you the understanding on how to accomplish that. But the same thing applies here. The same thing applies here in this role. And do you think that you have, if you are off course and you went to God and you say, Lord, here I am. You called me to do this work. And it's not happening, for example. Or am I on the right track? And if you have a heart that really wants to hear from God, do you not believe that he will correct you? Even your earthly father will do that. Even strangers will give you proper directions. That's how I go before God. I don't pretend to know it all. I'm doing this depending on the Lord. And he can speak any word to me anytime and say, change this, change this, alter this, do this, do this. That's it. And I also have other that, others that speak into my life. I'm saying that you must understand that if God places us here, okay, there must be a reason. There must be something that he has placed in us. And there must be something that he has placed in each individual. Why, put, why he's going to put you at different stations? Why is it that we think that we know better than God? You know, some folks already came and tried. And it's for that very reason that I'm here. Because God had already told me. And I, and I said, let them come. I'm bad 
And if you are not bad, then you have, met, you have not met Christ. When I'm saying I'm bad, okay, I'm saying I'm bad in the place that God has caused me to stand. And if you don't say that, let me put it to you now, just in case you think I'm boasting. If you can't say that, the, the, the world is going to run over you and you're going to go back to the Lord and, and do this when you go back to him. Shame. Because you will not uh, fulfill your calling. So you better stand your ground like that and say, God put me here. And no man in the capacity that God has called you have that conviction. I'm not point, trying to point myself. And if you don't have that strength and that conviction, the world is going to run you over. We're moving down the road. And we're moving down the road. And let me tell you, we're moving in absolute unison, oneness. That's how we are going down the road. Oneness. We will never add nor take away from the word of God. No, we won't do that. Okay? What we will do is love until understanding comes. If, if the word of God is rejected by me or anyone, we can bid each other by in the context of accomplishing God's will together. Right? I would say, follow me as I follow Christ. But let not, let's not major in the minors. And you know, that's why myself and my wife have such a beautiful relationship and we have been married forever. And it's like, we're asking the Lord to give us more time together. It's beautiful. Because every, every issue that we have, where we don't agree on, we sit, we discuss, and we deal with it. That is how the, the family of God is supposed to deal with issues. Come, bring the issue, let's talk, let's communicate. If she's going to hide something there, and I'm going to hide something there, and then bring that into the marriage, then that's when we have problems. We deal with the issues. We're people of God. That's maturity. Some things she might like. That's why when we make the coffee, huh, we don't make it in one bowl because she likes, I like more cream in mine, and she likes more, less sugar than me. So I pour hers in one cup, pour mine one cup, and she had her sugar, I had my cream. Peace. You see that? It's called the love factor. And we communicate and we iron out the differences. Why? Because every time the Lord speaks to us, He goes, You two, I have joined you together. This is more than just the, the earthly marriage. This is a marriage that was made in heaven. So every time anything goes wrong, we have to fix that thing fast. Because our whole ministry is wrapped up in this. That's what she spoke again. Ha! Just the other day. And we have heard that word over and over and over. We can't afford to walk in disagreement. Casualties happen. If we are not taking phone calls, people are depending on my prayers and our ministrations by the grace of God. If we are not doing that, they, those people suffer. You think I'm going to stay in selfishness and then let the people suffer? I say, Lord, no, I adjust myself quick. We fix that thing quick. And we are open to the Lord speaking to both of us. If there is any division and I hear the word of the Lord, I move. And get back unity. Because that's what God will bless. 
That's what mature people do. That's the mentality that we had before we came down here. This is nothing new to us. We preach many of these messages already inside of the head. And I always say, I met all of you guys before I came here. Because I read the Bible. I see everybody in there. And between, between the Bible and my past, I am not, I'm, 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 listen, I've yet met you. But I know the methodology. I know the way of thinking. I see that. And you, probably, you guys probably know me too. But we have to be flexible. Let me tell you, it takes an uncommon, this is with all of the different influences and mindsets that are there. Hello. And things that people get married to. For God to arrange a group of people and allow them to have one belief system, unified. Do you guys see how difficult it is? Do you guys study the generals and see how they disagree with each other? And then when I read it now, I think, I don't want to, uh, because they are men of God, but I, I want to slap them over the head for the differences that they had that could have caused more souls to come into the kingdom. Oh, what stupidness. Go read Robert Lairdon and see how God was combining them in unity at times to work together. And they see two, two different manifestations of the Spirit. And they go, that's not God. And they go and turn from that union that God was bringing. Go do those studies and you will see. But both of them were called. Both of them were anointed. The love factor. The love factor. And then you add scripture. Then you add Bible. Because when you understand from here, and I speak from here, you don't get it. There's no unity. You have to have understand from deep. There are different levels of revelation in every scripture. Which one is it that the book wants to release? So when I don't get the context in which you're speaking, and I use the limitations of what God has expounded unto me in my mind, and then know it's disagreement, and I go, that is not the word of God. He quoted the scripture out of context. Scripture have many levels of revelation. The same scripture. But the spirit of God can reveal to you in that moment what he's actually saying. Father, I thank you this morning for this word. Thank you, Jesus, and I thank you for what you're teaching us, so Lord. Thank you for the unity that will be in this embodied in Heaven's Lighthouse Ministries. I speak it now. I thank you for the unity and the togetherness. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for the love. The love that we will have for each other. And for you, O oh God, in this ministry. The love component, O oh Lord. I thank you that you are solidifying these qualities, O oh God of your spirit in us and as we move forward oh lord every addition that you make oh every increase that you bring oh lord they will come in to this love and this unity thank you for the lessons that you're teaching us every week as you move us oh, to revival and i thank you today oh lord because of this word we are changed and trans transformed we give you praise and thanks, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.